I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Central Wigan Podcast. This is episode 13 and it is the day that Wigan Athletic have now announced Sean Maloney as our first team manager. He brings with him Graham Barrow, who was a tactical insights coach at Exeter City and a former Wigan Athletic player and manager as well. And he also brings with him Max Rogers as our new first team coach. And now I believe that Rob Kelly is also staying on, but I believe that he's working as an assistant or alongside Graham Barrow as well, so... He's not going to be completely out of the picture, but Rob Kelly will also be staying on. So in, in general now, we've got four people who are going to try and spur this team on. But it's been announced that is the decision that Talal and the board have gone with, and Mark Brannigan obviously as well. So it's up to us now just to back them, regardless of what we feel that the appointment is going to bring and the experience that we feel might be lacking in areas. You know, We've got to back him. He's the new manager of Wigan. He's got a three-and-a-half-year contract, which I hope that he sees out. And I hope that it ever gets to a point where he can extend that because obviously that will show progress and strength in, the, in what he's trying to do. So I hope that that's the, the route we go down because what we've learned under Carlo Torre is that that was a really, really poor move that the board made. I don't know what was said in this interview process. I don't know what Torre's philosophy really was, but to, to get sacked after nine games with the run that he went on, that just shows how much of a, of a poor appointment it was. But I obviously don't want to touch too much on Carlo Torre now because that time is done. It is over. So I just want to run through the the playing career of Sean Maloney just for for people who might not know who he is. I doubt that there's very many people because obviously he's a bit of a Latics legend. So I just want to run through that. He started at Albion Boys Club in 1996 and he ended up making a move to Celtic in 99. I believe that he was training with the academy and it was the day before his first team game. I might be wrong on this, but I think it was the day before his actual first team debut that he got put into training with the first team. And he ended up progressing through the ranks there until 2007, 104 appearances, 26 goals, and he picked up the reputation of being a bit of a free-kick specialist there, which we know all too well. He did that at Wigan. He then moved to Aston Villa on a pre-contract agreement, and he scored five goals and 30 appearances, but then he ended up going back to Celtic to pick up 13 more goals in 54 appearances. He stayed there until 2011, when Wigan Athletic came calling. We tabled a bid, I believe it was around £850,000, and he signed a three-year deal on August the 31st, 2011. But he had a bit of a lack of fitness issue and some injury concerns. And Martinez, it took a while for him to get him into the side. But once he did, easily became a fan favourite. He was a great player for us. He scored his first goal for Wigan Athletic on March 24th, 2012. In a, it was a penalty against Liverpool at Anfield. We won 2-1 on that day. And then he signed a new deal on January 17th, 2013 which obviously was the year that we ended up going on and winning the FA Cup. He assisted the corner for Ben Watson's header, which won us the FA Cup. After leaving Wigan Athletic, he ended up going to Chicago Fire in the MLS. He had 14 goals in 79 appearances, but he was only there for eight months and then ended up moving back to Hull City. He only picked up two goals in 28 appearances there. I think his injuries started to creep up a little bit. And I think I read somewhere that he ended up wanting to go back to Aberdeen, which is his hometown. He wanted to go there and play for them, but just the injuries that he was, he was dealing with, move never worked out. So after calling the time on his playing career, Celtic ended up offering him a role into a coaching and they appointed him to their under-20 squad in August 2017. And about a year later, Roberto Martinez called him and Maloney thought it was going to be about Dedrick Boyata, who was in the Celtic uh, ranks at the time. Thought he was going to try and get him over to Belgium, but 
In fact, Martinez was calling Maloney to try and get him to go to the Belgium national side as a first team coach. So that isn't what Maloney ended up doing. He left. He had, well, he wanted to stay on at Celtic, but he couldn't do the two roles at the same time. So he left them, went to Belgium full time, and he worked with them all the way to the quarterfinals of the Euro 2020 tournament. Obviously, it was hosted in 2021. They ended up losing to the eventual winners, Italy, in the quarters. But there's a really good article that you should go and read, and it's by the coach's voice. And it's basically the story of Sean Maloney going through his management career. And he talks a lot about the Belgian time and how he worked with Roberto Martinez. And his whole philosophy seemed to be really built around player management and man management, getting to know them, getting to understand what makes them tick and really starting to then go and assess managers from all around the world and how they play and how they get the best out of these certain players. He said that he ended up taking over 100 flights one year just to try and go around and see all these different players. He could only maybe catch them for five minutes, but then he would sometimes take players out and the wives out and the families out for, for meals where he'd try and get to know them more. So, so I'm really intrigued to see how he brings that philosophy to Wigan Athletic because there is a lot of players in our squad that do need a bit more of a man management approach. I don't know whether Colo Torre really offered that to a lot of our players, I know that Stephen Corker put a post out on LinkedIn said that he was really gutted that Colo Torre had been sacked and was talking about how genuine of a really nice person he is. But I think that Sean Maloney is going to bring something maybe just a little bit different, maybe something a little bit more personable to Wigan Athletic. In December 2021, Hibernian ended up offering Sean Maloney a first-time manager position. They won the first two matches, I think it was against Aberdeen and Dundee United. Then after that, they went on a bit of a poor run of results. They had one win, six draws and six losses and ended up seeing him sacked on April 19th. But there was also a post that I read from the Edinburgh Evening News, I think they're called, or the Edinburgh Standard News, something like that. But they were talking about how it was a really tough set of cards that Sean Maloney got dealt. The board ended up selling one of their best players. They also He also ended up losing one of their best players to injury. There was a couple of suspensions in there through reckless red cards and overall it was just a, it was a really really tough time for him I do believe that they ended up going on and getting the third best defense in the league that year which was behind obviously Rangers and Celtic but the ultimate goal was top four and he just missed out on the top six but he also then got them to the semi-final of the Scottish Cup where they lost out to Hearts so it wasn't a total failure and whilst he only lasted 15 league games it was a great little insight into first team management for him but then he said that after getting sacked he took about four or five months to really go and try and hone his craft, understand what worked for him, but more importantly, what didn't work for him and how he can strengthen that and improve that. So from the time from April 2022 to now, all he's been doing is studying his craft, trying to get everything working. So what he's going to bring to Wigan now is should be very different to what we've seen. And regardless of people's opinions still after him, still after you know learning his career to now, we've just got to back him. This is the third and final roll of the dice from this board to try and keep us safe in the championship, which they have said is the ultimate goal anyway. So regardless of our feelings, we have to back him. We have to make sure that we understand that Sean Maloney is going to try. He is going to try and make things better. And I really doubt that Grime Barrow is going to let anything really slip. He's like Wigan Athletics' Duncan Ferguson. He's rules of the nine fist, that man. So I'm looking forward to it. So before I dive into what Sean Maloney has got, ahead of him with the fixtures that are coming up I just want to run through a couple of the interviews that have been given out or a couple of the statements rather that have been given out from the club after the announcement so Talal Al-Hamad who is Wigan Athletics chairman said that as a board we knew that what we needed to do was move swiftly and effectively whilst ensuring that we made the right appointment with a vision that aligned with how we want to take this football club forward we are confident that Sean is that person Mar Brannigan who is the chief executive then went on to say The conversations that I've had with Sean have always been incredibly positive and I look forward to working with him and his staff. 
don't understand what went wrong then in the interview process and why you ended up choosing Colo Torre, but you know that time's gone. We're going to move on from that. And then Sean Maloney said, I'm very proud to be back. I have amazing memories here and created some fabulous moments with teams and with fans, and I'm excited to get started. The feeling that I have from those times as a player is a huge factor for me. I've been here previously, and I've always felt a great warmth from the supporters. So again, that's on us to make sure that he is getting that support in the ground and off the ground. There's no point being negative anymore. We've got to move forward because realistically, we're five points off safety with 18 games to go. And at the time of recording this, we've played 28 games, won 6, drawn 7, lost 15, scored 27, conceded 49, got a goal difference of minus 22, and we have 25 points on the board. Our last 5, we have lost 4 and drawn 1. But when I look further up the table, Blackpool, who are 1 point ahead of us, have drawn 3, lost 2. Cardiff City are on 29 points and they're in 21st place. They've drawn 3 and lost 2 just as well as Blackpool have. And then Birmingham have lost all five of their last five games. So if there's ever a time that we need to be started going on a good run and trying to pick up some wins, it is now. But that all starts on February 6th against Blackburn Rovers, who are, they're riding high, to be honest, in the championship. And it's a very difficult first game. At the moment, they're in fifth. They've got 14 wins, one draw and 13 losses in 28 games. So that game is on a Monday night. And on the following Saturday, the 11th of February, we host Huddersfield Town at the DW Stadium. And they are a team that we desperately need to beat. We need we can't let them beat us and get three points further away from us because we've got to start dragging teams into this relegation battle now. So one of the big elephants in the room with Sean Maloney coming in now and Colo Torre leaving is what happens with transfers. We are only days away from the January transfer window closing and we need to start getting deals over the line because we're still really lacking in depth, to be honest. Alan Nixon, whether you believe him or not or whether you follow his journalism or not, he is saying that we are looking at a defender. And I guess the only time will tell to where that does come to anything, but something's got to happen in the next few days. I really hope that Sean Maloney was advised of this job you know, a couple of days before Colo Torre got sacked or a week before Colo Torre got sacked because that would have given him time to call around his contacts and try and bring some players over in this window as well. So that is my big hope. There's also a talking point that Stephen Corker, Miguel Aziz and Christ Tiehi or Taihai, I'm not too sure on the pronunciation, so if somebody can let me know, that would be perfect. But there's also talk about they came across because of Kevin Betsy and Colo Torre. So I really wonder now that with Torre gone, how is that going to impact them? But also, Stephen Corker is a professional. He's been around the game so long. He's seen managers come and go. So if there's anybody that's going to just be able to deal with this, it's probably him. Miguel Aziz, if he's going to want to try and cut it in the in the football world and if he wants to cut it in the championship, he's got to also then understand that this kind of thing happens and he's got to move on and, and just play his game. And then Chris, I understand that he probably would have worked with Colo Torre with Ivory Coast in some way. He again has come across under the presumption that Colo Torre will be his manager. But again, just like Miguel Aziz, you've just got to play the game. Regardless of who's the manager, you've just got to try and follow their philosophy and do the best that you can. But as I record this as well, Jonathan Tobin, who is our club doctor, he has just tweeted, seriously good energy vibes today, up the ticks. So that is what we love to see. That is what we love to hear. And Sean Maloney's first interview as a manager has just come out as well. So if you want to go and find that, just go over to the Wigan Athletic Twitter page. But I really like the the first interview that he's given. He understands what he has to do and he's not doesn't seem to be here for any nonsense. So that is all we can ask for. But that is everything from me. I'm very happy that we've got a new manager already and we're not waiting another 19 days like we did the last time. 
And there will be another podcast at the start of February, which is with Dan Stacy, who we had on in the last podcast. If you've not listened to that one, by the way, go and have a listen to that. It was a great chat with Dan. And we also have Gab Sutton on as well, because we're going to go back over the January transfer window for Wigan Athletic, but also look at the clubs above us and how they've dealt and how we feel that it's going to help us moving forward. So that's all from me. I will link everything on my Twitter, which is at Central Wigan. You can also subscribe to our Substack, which is centralwigan.substack.com. It's a newsletter straight to your email, which covers everything from the match reviews match previews transfer talk obviously the big news like the the new manager so you can catch everything on there and obviously i will link everything onto my twitter as well so i look forward to this new era and up the ticks <laughs>